grooming, guitars, gambling debts, and much more, on this episode of Awesome Today. Awesome Today, is a daily list of things which we find somewhat or completely awesome, that are somehow affiliated with today's date. It is the awesome things we've been introduced to, discovered, or rediscovered. This show is barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy the banter, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Hello. Happy day to you, sir. Happy day, indeed. Today, June 9th. 2020, the 161st day of this leap year. It is four days until our 22nd anniversary. Do you have big plans? No. Me I'm, neither. Yeah, I'm gonna. We're not good Give you a people. face mask and high five you. How about that? Like a cheat mask type situation? No, Hannibal Lecter. I've been waiting all these years. The 22nd anniversary, you know, traditionally speaking, there's the paper anniversary, the yes, uh, gold yes. anniversary, all of those. You may not have known it, you guys, but the 22nd anniversary is the Lecter face mask anniversary. That's right. That's We've been right. looking forward to it. We're finally here. Finally doing it. You're going to put on the face mask and try futilely to bite my face. <laughs> Speaking of faces, your face is looking a little different today. Ah, enjoy it. I'm going to give all of you video watchers all the angles here. I feel like there should be wind blowing through my there beard. Should, we should like have put a, a model shoot. Yes. Man, let me tell you what. Okay, please do. Heavy what? All right. Two weeks at least. I haven't been able to nail this down, but I know it was minimally two weeks before quarantine began. I looked up and was like, damn, I need a beard trim. I got to get in there to the barber. And I went, literally the day I went to schedule it, I stopped because quarantine was announced. Mm -hmm. I was disgusted with myself as a human, as a man, as anything that I might identify as. Okay. In March? Back in March? No, as time's gone on. Oh, okay. Like, I literally, know. every morning when I looked up, I'd lost my will to live. It was just bad news. That you powered through. Powered through. You put yourself on video at long I after, know. like almost a month in. I know. And only now, only now that I've had this beautiful bit of work done, can I be as humiliated as I should have been all the way through. Now, tell the people what you've decided to do length-wise. Okay, okay. Your barber, who is a friend, he helped you on the sides. He took off yep. a lot. Yep. As I described it to him, what I'm going for is controlled terminal length. Yes. And that means I'm going to let this front part, I may not get to true terminal, but I want to see how long I can stand it and let it grow in length. But I don't want all that up here on my sides. I don't want mutton chops along with it. You don't want a Stephen Avery aesthetic. No, gosh. And that's where I was getting. That's where <laughs> I was getting. I, I checked last night only because I had the courage to do so because I knew the trim was today. And I grabbed here on the, just below the sideburn as it enters the jaw range. And I pulled out <laughs> and there was three inches of hair. And I, I had to stop, <laughs> say a few prayers. It was, it was a bad scene, man. But you went this morning and it's, Yes. Bobbity boo, it's gone. Yes, and yes, and in fact, it's better than it's ever been because 
my barber through all of this, not because of coronavirus and quarantine, but that this, this forced some things that were going on around him. Um, he transitioned barbershops. Yes. The former place, there was no such thing as an appointment. Right. And so if I wanted to be seen when I got there-ish, that meant I had to get there between 30 and 45 minutes before they opened. Because your barber is a very, very popular, popular beard barber in yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah. And, and if I didn't make it there, then truly I could, if I chose to be like, you know what, I'm going to wait until 9.30 or 10 to go in. It could be a two to three hour endeavor from the time I got there until the time I left. And who has time for that? Mm -hmm. Even an entrepreneur like myself can't just waste away days like that. Mm -hmm. So this new place that he's gone to is appointment only, mm -hmm. which means I made my appointment. I parked my car. I texted him in because you're supposed to wait in your car until the barber tells you to come in is the way this works here now. Mm -hmm. But I texted him and his immediate response was, you're fine, come on in. So I waited. And it's no. Like, it's like less than five minutes from our house too. Right. Less than five minutes from our house. I get parked. I, I get in there, get my beard trimmed. I don't think start to finish, it couldn't have been a 40 minute endeavor versus what I've been doing in the past to get this done. So it just all around, it was a life bringing experience. Good. I know yeah. that feeling. I, feel, I feel, like feel so much better. better. So much better. Yes. I just want to keep touching the sides where all the floof is gone. The floof is gone. It's looking good. Thank you. That happened. But on June 8th, we're talking about June 9th. That was, friend. that's true. That's true. But this is, you'll see this on June 9th. It's true. Okay. Well, let's talk about June 9th. Okay. If you don't mind. Well, that's if you why must, we're here. If you must. We're here to talk about June 9th. June 9th. 1784. It's a long like, time ago. I feel like we almost always start in the 1700s. There's good stuff. Time. I could go back further, but I, I draw a line in the proverbial sands of time. Really? Yes. Well, sometimes just to humor me, if you want to pull out something from like 1591 okay. or 891, Catholic Church does that for us. They bring us they these do. saints from like 456. Did you know 456 is a year? It was. Well, I hear someone who is saying that. Because I've done a lot of Catholic research. That's yes, okay. Well, let's talk about June 9th, 1784. Father John Carroll is appointed the supervisor or superior for the American missions, which had started here. It's the beginning of structure for the Catholic Church in the United States. Here, not overall. Of course. They were here. We were here before. Yeah. We were just getting our direct instructions from Rome. Yeah. And we got big enough here in presence that Rome said, tired of answering your questions directly. Here's an intermediary yes. that answers to me. We can do this more efficiently. So John Carroll, Father John Carroll, went on to become Bishop John Carroll. That's right. We have, again, within five minutes of our house, Bishop John Carroll School. Yeah. I would guess all over the U.S. I was going to say, I'm sure, is one of many, many, many parochial schools parochial meaning it's tied to a parish school uh, in the United States named for Father John Carroll. So that happened in 1784. Yes, thank you, Bishop Carroll. Okay, June 9th, 1860, moving ahead to the 1800s, the first U.S. dime novel published by Mrs. Ann Stevens. Now, I'm going to tell you this much. I've been writing for a long time in my life, 
When I was a child and a middle schooler, I dabbled in creative writing, trying to write stories. You wrote a dime novel. <laughs> I'm sure some of them could have been considered as such. <laughs> and when I was in high school, I realized I'm not good. I'm not a good fiction writer. I can write nonfiction. I can write an essay. I can write half of a book. Yeah, well, you got to be what you got to be. Exactly. So I have so much appreciation for fiction writers when it comes to reading books and sort of giving reviews, talking to people about if I enjoyed a book or how well a book is written. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I always see it through the lens of, this may not have been a very well-written book, and I can identify that, but also... Based on the title, it probably wasn't. What? I can't remember absolutely, but it listed the name of a Native American woman. And you have to remember the times. This isn't a, isn't a slam against... Uh -huh. Anyone, you have to remember the times and what perspectives were then. Yeah. And so it listed her name, comma, and then it was basically a story about a, you know, holy, wholesome white man who of had course. married a savage woman. Of course. So it was that absolutely... accurate for 1860. A retrospective bad relationships amongst peoples. Well, all of this to say, I would say if I wrote a novel... Literally, nobody would pay a dime for it. They would oh, pay me. Come on. I would have to pay people dimes to read it. No, nope. it's not nope. easy to write fiction. No, nope. well, that part's probably true. But you literally, you are going to be a butthole and not agree with this because that's what you do. Mm -hmm. You could do, you can do anything you put your mind to. Okay, all right, but I'm not gifted in the fiction writing compartment department. I've done a lot of things are. in my life I wouldn't gifted at. So have you. Okay. Well, Did you come into life gifted with birthing children? No. It was I a had the biological biological ability, ability, but it didn't mean you were good at it. But then you were, and you had five of them twice in one go. That's true, but always through medical intervention. You use what you got health. available, right? Yeah, that's right. That's well, good that's sense. That's why they're all here. If you had, uh, <clears throat> got me choked up. <laughs> if you broke your arm. Would you set it yourself, or would you take advantage of medical things around you, and which one's a victory? The getting it cast on it. Yeah, just getting a fixed period is a win, right? Yes, that's right. So, okay, June 9th, 1915, this was the birth of Lester William Pulsfus. Yes. Is that right? That's how I would pronounce it. Okay, better known as Les Paul. He invented the solid body electric guitar and the first eight-track recording device that was in 1915. That's right. And sound on sound recording and the solid body neck worn harmonica holder John Popper owes yes. his whole career Thank you. to Les Paul and so many other musicians who have played an electric guitar, who have recorded their mm -hmm. laid down tracks on an eight-track recording device. And amongst the guitar community, Owning a Les Paul guitar is a pretty big deal. I'm sure that's right. It's not, I wouldn't equate it to the Stradivarius of violins, but it's definitely a very prestigious thing. So happy birthday, Les Paul. Thank you for Thank bringing you. music to the common man. To us idiots. Who cannot compose our own. I can't even make a guitar. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> I mean, if I, I guess. If you I bet there's mind, a YouTube video. I'm confident there's a YouTube video on how to do that. So those, right. are the, those are the ones I wanted to start out with. Ju I almost said Jake 9. June, <laughs> June, not Jake. June 9, 1930, Jake Lingle, 
who was a reporter for the Chicago Tribune, is killed in public at Illinois Central train station, which probably wasn't an uncommon occurrence. Well, it was uncommon because there's only one Jake Lingle to yeah. be killed, right? Sure. Or theoretically. But I, I would guess it wasn't the first person that had been killed there. But in this instance, he, heavy air quotes, allegedly had a 100,000, this is 1930, and he had a $100,000, allegedly, $100,000 gambling debt to Al Capone. Can't be messing around with Al Capone. You should not, unless you're the IRS. You know what this reminds me of? What? The first season, I want to say, of House of Cards, when the Kevin Spacey character, what's his name, Frank, what are their last Frank names? El Presidente, I don't know. Frank and Claire. Whatever. His character pushes the reporter. Was that one or two? No, maybe it was season two. I feel maybe like it was the episode intro. one yeah, of intro season to two, two. Yeah. He pushes the young reporter with whom he had been having an affair onto the train tracks and she is killed. Yes. As would be the case. Yes. You get smacked around by a train. Yeah. It doesn't end well. That's right. So June 9, 1934, Donald Duck makes his film debut in the Wise Little Hen, which I don't understand. He was not a hen. In fact, he was a duck. Maybe he showed up as a creeper in and The Wise Little Hen. Even if female ducks are called hens, he's not a female. <laughs> so there's a lot of things going on there. Now, even more concerning than that, Disney. Yes. And I say that with a lot of loathing. I don't know why, just because I wanted to. They consider his birthday... Um, or rather, hang on, my notes are stupid. Give me a second. Um, they don't consider this to be his birthday. No, no, no. Yeah, they do. They do consider... <laughs> blah, 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 idiots. They do consider June 9, 1934 to be his birthday. But there is a cartoon called Donald's Happy Birthday, which celebrates his birthday on March 13, which makes me say Disney is a liar. Get your facts straight. Disney. Don't trust Disney. Disney's trying to retcon you. Do you know what retcon means? I don't, but I feel like I agree. Retcon in popular culture is when um, writers for, let's say, a series will go back and sort of tinker with, rewrite history a little yeah. bit so they can yeah. slide in a new story arc and be like, don't you guys remember that back then this yeah. happened, this was going on? Or you maybe didn't know it, but this was happening. So it's they'll, they'll retcon you on Donald It's Dutch garbage. Something. It's poison. Okay. Speaking of somebody being a creeper... June 9th, 1958, Jerry Lee Lewis, popular... Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Yep, popular pop culture singer at the time, Jerry Lee Lewis, took out a full-page ad in Billboard magazine to explain about his second divorce and third marriage to his 14-year-old cousin, Myra. Yeah, keeping it classy, Jerry. Way to go. I mean, it's problematic. It's questionably legal but he was like i'm gonna take out a full page ad billboard magazine explain to all you fine people right, about why this right. is totally fine yeah, and okay hey, and not creepy okay, at all guys. it's okay here's the billboard to prove it yeah exactly he probably worked for disney <laughs> i here's, don't think that's me here's the thing. do you remember anything about this in your personal history i do life? remember that any time any time goodness gracious great balls of fire came on 
my dad was the one. He was offended by this. Yeah, yeah. He would point out, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis, he married his cousin. But he, I don't think. Never I don't, said 14. No, I do not remember my dad ever saying that she was 14. And we should yeah. have double checked the age on his when this happened. Yeah. He wasn't like he wasn't, 18. Right, okay. Right, right, right. Uh, it's still problematic and illegal. But she was fully 14 when this happened. And my dad always pointed that out. Do you remember this? I do indeed. Okay. In fact, I can go all the way back to the exact moment. Okay. Because we had gone, my family had gone to eat dinner with another family. Okay. And you know, I had me and my sister, my sister's like 20 years older than me, or maybe just six, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, this family had two kids that were, one was my age, one was in between my sister and I, and we were playing with them yeah. in a back room. And one of them, oddly, was a huge fan of goodness gracious great balls of fire really and he'd started playing it and dancing like an idiot and all of that and then in the car ride home I don't need, okay yeah. my mom had made a point to you know full turnaround from the front seat deep eye contact to tell me what an evil terrible person jerry lee lewis was that he married some relative and blah 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 and i didn't remember details then but it did stick with me so that every time i heard the song i was like oh yeah he married his cousin yes oh my gosh that is crazy you're looking it up i am looking up something else but now i am gonna well no we'll leave it okay we'll okay. We'll, we'll provide supplemental information on how old i'm super curious how old he was okay now we have another birthday a mm -hmm. much Far less problematic birthday to a good, celebrate. A good birthday to celebrate. A good birthday to celebrate. June 9th, 1961, Michael J. Fox was born. So thankful to claim him as a fellow Gemini. Now, Michael J. Fox, let's go back in time. Oh my gosh, I didn't even mean to do it. <laughs> or should we instead go back to the future? You We're going to go back in cheesy, time. Cheesy. Okay, I really didn't even mean to do that. But walk down memory lane, your first exposure to Michael J. Fox. Hmm. Well, definitely the Back to the Future movies stick out, but yeah. maybe just because they were so epic. Yeah. I'm sure if we went through an entire filmography, I could identify maybe something that I saw before, but that's what, it, well, Family Ties. Family Ties. That's what family I, ties. I wasn't sure because it's always a question mark with you, how much pop culture exposure to TV yeah. shows you got because there were blackout periods where you I were wouldn't, not... I wouldn't have watched it on the reg, okay. but I would have been familiar, even if it was only through listening to one of my friends over a walkie-talkie talk about their evil television. <laughs> if you're new to Sorta Awesome or to being a superstar or whatever, Kyle does, and you know, there's a number of our superstars that have said this was the same in, in yeah. our family. Grew up in a conservative family where not Uber, your whole childhood, not your whole childhood, but there were like stretches of time in your childhood where yeah. there was no TV in the house. We turned off and I'm going to just guess, but I think it's pretty close. 1982. Okay. We turned off the TV, period. Okay. And okay. it was not then until, gosh, probably 86. Yeah. That we could watch one of three, like, pick up on your antennas, cable channels. Mm -hmm. TV, not cable. TV channels. Broadcast TV, yeah. We did not have cable from 81 beyond, ever. Yeah, when I met you, you guys did, your parents right. did not have cable. Right. Now your mom has the whole set up. Well, yeah, got now they do. Once I left, the they got cable, it all. All the Netflix. She yep. watches a lot of things. 
Um, so whenever we're talking about pop culture from the 80s, I'm always like, did you get to watch it? I don't yeah. know. No, I think I saw it at somebody else's house a time or two. Probably. Like I said, the whole walkie-talkie conversation. And... As we recently referenced, you did, guys did get a VHS VCR. Oh, yeah. And so you could watch movies, but your mom had a very, very ironclad rule yep. about when you had to turn off a movie. We counted curse words, okay. which was a pretty broad definition of curse words. That was a thing. If there was any nudity, that was like an immediate, bam, gone. Yes. I remember, in fact, loosely attached to that, I remember in that era going to the movie with a neighbor kid and we watched Splash. Uh -huh. My parents knew nothing about it, all that. And there's Daryl Hannah's boobies. boobies on screen. And when my mom found out, which wasn't until days after I'd seen it, she found out that and lost her mind because of that. Yeah. And then because I hadn't told her immediately when I got home that I'd seen some boobies. And, yeah, things were rough around the old household for a while. Okay, my first memory of Michael J. Fox is definitely as Alex P. Keaton on Family Ties, for sure. And then, of course, Back to the Future mm -hmm. came into play. I feel like this is elementary era for us. Oh, yeah. There were... Book fair school. Book fair books. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Take that movie and turn it into a book, not the other way around. Not a book that's turned into a movie, right. but a movie that gets turned right. into a book for further profit. Um, so Back to the Future, there were a couple of other movies that I remember, and I don't know if I saw them or if I just know that he was in them, like Bright Lights, Big City, Doc Hollywood. I remember Doc Hollywood. Some other movies from He drove a eras. Porsche or a Porsche, which we talked about yesterday. Yes, and Doc Hollywood. A Boxster. Of course, Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah. Seminal movie. Oh, that was fantastic. 80s culture. What a terrible movie that we enjoyed. Yes. So, Michael J. Fox is amazing, has continued to be an advocate for Parkinson's disease, which yes. he has continued to work through uh, whenever he's able to physically um, be able to work. Uh, and so, he's had recurring roles on a lot of different shows, including Boston Legal some other series like that, but you and I saw him again, memorably, yes. in The Good Wife. Indeed. A series that you and I both love. He played a bad guy. Well, he played Lewis Canning, who was an attorney who was not great. Well, he was and not a good guy. That's the softest thing you could say. Yeah, he wasn't he was a good guy. not a good guy. He was guy. a bad guy, but you still kind of wanted to like him. He's a you're polite, like, good, bad guy. Go back in time or something. Be good. Have our kids seen Back to the Future? I don't think they have. No. Well, on this his birthday, I think they should watch it tonight. Okay. All right. Fine. We'll do it. 1961. Thank you, 1961, for giving us Michael J. Fox. Very shortly thereafter, June 9 of 1963, we have the birth of Johnny Depp. That's right. When you were a kid, did you see a TV series including him that we like to call 21 Jump Street? I'd never watched it, and I don't know if I wasn't allowed, because my parents were like... Um, hot and cold conservative like sometimes right. they would be like super on the like no 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 you can only listen to amy grant you can't watch anything with profanity and then they'd be like uh we're tired who cares we have four kids watch whatever you want right. just leave us alone <laughs> so 21 jump street i don't know if i wasn't allowed to but i i never watched it but i do remember in this era the like teen beat magazines oh yeah with the posters that you could pull out from the magazine hang on your wall i mostly wanted them for like new kids on the block and that kind of boy, uh, thick ass boy. <laughs> this is a different thing. Sorry, different, different, different thing. thing. 
But I do remember Johnny Depp's picture being um, on those posters and being like, well, I don't watch 21 Jump Street, but he's not bad I'm looking at. I wish my future husband would look like him. My, Fail, you failed. I didn't want that. Okay. He's not my type, but I do remember, and then this is probably why Johnny Depp is my, not my type. My first big Johnny Depp exposure is Edward Scissorhands. Oh, that was creepy. And yeah, he's got scissors. Bunch of hands. face scars and he's very socially awkward. Socially awkward. So maybe that's why I haven't ever felt that true attraction to him. I do think, now Johnny Depp is a problematic person as yeah. an individual, but I do think that his Captain Jack Sparrow, yes. especially in the earliest of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, is, he's a delight. Stellar. He's still, his performance is a delight. To my understanding, he will still show up at events for uh, like terminally ill children, okay. dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow and... That's good. That's a good thing. Good job there. Okay. All right. Now, one last thing, though. I, I do want to dig back because I watched 21 Jump Street okay. on reruns late at night when no one knew I was awake. Ooh. I could sneak in, and that was on one of the three channels okay. that we had, and I watched it. And I remember now, looking back, I can remember him and then no idea what his co-star's name was because, quite frankly, his career more or less ended there. Okay. But he was a he was a narc. He was an undercover cop, right? As a kid in high school. Yes, it's totally believable, right? Weird and problematic as a grown man pretending to be a boy dates girls in high school. Yeah, I feel like a lot of congressmen took this as a model for life. <laughs> Except they never mind. That was I was going to go too far. I'm Not glad gonna you didn't. Do it. I'm glad you reined it back in. Okay, good. Thank you. June 9, 1973, and I have no cares to give about this, but it is kind of interesting. Okay, um, Secretariat which is a horse, won the Triple Crown, which you may not know. I had to look up exactly what that meant. I knew it was a big deal, mm -hmm. uh, but it's winning the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. These are three major races, and to win all three is the Triple Crown. The Triple Crown. Secretariat did that, which made him worth definitely over $6 million, maybe more than that, even depending on whose thing you read. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the horse world, the equatorial world, then you may not know that when a horse is a uh, accomplished racehorse and other fields as well, that if it is a male, yeah. it becomes a highly sought after thing to breed your animal with that animal to try to up the quality of your stock. Mm -hmm. And a stud fee, which is what you would pay to do that, for Secretariat was around $70,000. That is not cheap for horse semen. Okay. I picked the wrong animal to be. What a career I could have had. <laughs> Seriously, though. That's gross. Yeah. Shut up, Kyle. Well, it's important to know, Secretariat. Yes. Triple Crown. Might win you a game of Jeopardy someday. Yeah. And then you'll share some of your winnings with us. Mm -hmm. Okay. June 9th, 1993. Okay, this is high school era for yep. you and I. I'm a junior, you're a sophomore. Yeah, a hypodermic needle is found in a Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, it was a hoax. Well, they found one. Yeah. And then before it was figured out that it was a hoax, several more showed up. Oh, and so they were so, all hoaxes? Yeah. There was a period of time right. where everybody was convinced that there was some horrible person within Pepsi doing this. And this was in the midst of... A lot of the deep confusion and tremendous fear over HIV. Right. Yes. That's exactly when this was. So there was a lot of just 
pearl clutching and all the things. There was a lot of AIDS panic in the early, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. That's right. Now, this was all fake, though. It was all fake. And also, your first mistake was drinking Pepsi. Yeah, don't buy the Pepsi. Yeah. Sorry, Pepsi. Okay. Find right. us out here. This brings it home. June 9, 2017. William West Anderson. Who's that? You might know him by the name of Adam West. And if you're not as old, he passed away that on that date. Um, you may not be old enough, or you may be old enough to remember that he was Batman on the Batman TV series that aired through the 60s and played on television throughout the 70s and 80s. That was one of the things in the afternoons, you could catch him and the Dukes of Hazards and some of those old things. Mm -hmm. But more recently, you may recognize his voice as Mayor Adam West on Family Guy. On Family Guy. That's or The funny. Family Guy, whichever I title think it's just Family Guy. It may be. Yeah. So that was that. All right. Wow. June 9th. Packed a lot in. Got to discover some more Gemini's. Got to discover some problematic things. I have a question. Feels right for American history. I have a question. And I may have to leave everybody hanging if answers go wrong here. Okay. You and I discussed an upcoming episode for the main show of which Awesome Today belongs to the family mm -hmm. of Sorta Awesome Media. Yes. When is that airing? Is it this week? Yeah. Can I give a teaser? Give a teaser! Meg and I sat out for quite a while before recording this discussing that episode in which we will talk about spirits and whiskey and liquor and maybe some kind of a loose guide on how to navigate that world how to buy booze was my episode yeah. idea my episode pitch to you which could just be popular amongst pre-21 year olds if they supposed wrong as to what the content might be well that's true or could be grown up former or maybe even current practicing southern baptist who just never got that education in life, which is That's the true. case for us. We're self-educated booze hounds now. You know what I thought you were going to say? Oh, Lord. <laughs> no talent. Okay. I'll save it. I'll save it for a future reveal of my redneckness. Okay. All right. So that does it for June 9th. Can't believe it. June 9th. Here we are. Here it comes. There it goes. That's hey, right. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye. If Disney would lie about something as inconsequential as a cartoon duck's birthday, what other lies might they have told us? Google has a lot of suggestions, but then who's to say that Google isn't a liar too? <laughs>